Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Glad to see you on this Wednesday. Like I said the other day, I think it was yesterday or uh, or Monday. Beautiful weather outside. I hope you're spending some time outside, like I have uh, with my little guy over the last couple of days. Fall is here. It is just absolutely, uh, just perfect, just absolutely perfect right now. And uh, hope you guys are taking advantage, like I have. And it is good to see you again on this Wednesday morning. My name is Michael Borky. If you're a first-time watcher, listener, viewer, whatever you want to call this, it is, uh, it's good to see you. Today, talking about one thing. I have noticed that even though the LSU job hasn't even come open yet, hadn't even come open yet, there is still a head coach at LSU. Nobody's searching for anything yet, although behind the scenes, it feels like that is absolutely going on. Everybody is talking about the LSU job, how good of a job it is, who candidates are going to be. You've even had somebody, and that's what sparked the conversation today, say they already know who's going to be the coach at LSU next year. Already, everything's, you know, been decided, apparently. So we're going to talk about that today because you just, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it, and because you can't avoid it, I guess I'm going to talk about it as well. Maybe I'm making a mistake by not talking about it as much as as other people are. I don't know. It feels like a tired topic, but my gosh, you can't go anywhere. You can't consume any college football media without people talking about this. And so, you know, we're going to do just that here in the live stream. Before uh, we get into that, though, I do want to remind you, while you're here, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Michael Borky on YouTube. Uh, I know uh, that number keeps going up. I appreciate that very much. Tell your friends, subscribe to the channel, and while you're here, actually physically like the video. That would help me a ton as well. Also follow on Twitter and Facebook under the same name and wherever you get your podcasts. That name right there, Mike in the Morning, or my name should turn up results. I've gotten some ideas. A couple DMs and a couple friends yesterday told me uh, what they think I should do with a name. So keep those coming. i got to find something because, again, Mike in the Morning just does not sit right with me at all it just doesn't sit right with me so uh keep bringing the 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 name suggestions i need something better than this for sure even if it's just borky show i think that's better than mike in the morning like i'm not mike greenberg talking about my time at northwestern you know I, i can do a little bit better than that i suppose so here we go chris says joe moorhead (laughs) good morning craig how are you yeah. Uh, Joe Moore had good news on him, by the way. Uh, he, whatever that emergency medical situation is, sounds like he's going to be back on the sidelines at Oregon. So that's uh, that's a good thing for him, by the way. Um, seems like a really good dude. So I'm glad uh, glad he's okay. But everybody's talking about this. I, I guess I guess I have to. Um, for some reason, and, and far be it for me to defend Ed Orgeron, because. I think that he has been given a pass for a lot of things 
Um, the the way his program is covered, honestly, with, with everything that's going on, the only thing that's getting covered is that they're not a good football team. Not anything else that has happened while he's been there. I think he has gotten a pass because he's got a funny accent and other things where if people were actually doing their jobs, this program would be looked at differently. But anyway, that, that's just something that has bugged me since the beginning. But when you're a college football power, you get covered differently than the non-powers, and that's just kind of how it goes. I still think it's kind of, forgive my language, I think it's kind of shitty that, I mean, you've got very clearly an agent or two floating names out there to publications who are then running those names and talking about those names before the guy has even lost his job. It's not like the the LSU position is open at the moment. Ed Orgeron has yet to be fired, and we're here already. I mean, we've got people out here with big platforms already saying that they know who the next coach is going to be before the previous one has even been fired yet. Like, it's October 13th. Ed Orgeron is still the head coach at LSU, and you've got people out there who have been given large platforms that are saying they know who the next guy is. I I, I don't know. I, I don't like that practice. I think it's very easy to do stuff like this because it gets clicks and views and all that. And I understand it when you're in the business where your money is dependent on people watching you, that you want to maximize the amount of people that watch you. I understand all that. I get it. I'm in it. Although I don't get paid for this. This is not something that is a financial benefit for me. I understand that I want more people to watch it because maybe eventually it will be. But right now, this is just something that I do. Um, I, I understand all that. And I understand that talking about the search and talking about a couple of names involved in the apparent search get a lot of clicks, get a lot of people talking. So I I get it. In the content business, you need people to watch your stuff. But I still, it feels weird to me to be talking about candidates for a job that's not open yet. Can, Can we at least not name who the next guy is like my sources are telling me this guy's going to be the next coach. Can we at least wait until the job comes open? I mean, removing the complete impracticality about that out of this scenario, just taking that away, how impractical that is. Can we at least wait until the guy gets fired first before we start telling you who the next guy is? Like, I know who the next guy's going to be. Apparently not. So everybody's talking about it, and I guess joke's on me because I've tried to do other stuff and you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. So I I guess I'm going to talk about it as well. And the reason why I'm talking about it today is in, uh, in one of my group messages, somebody asked me what I thought about what uh, was said on the J boy show yesterday. You guys have heard me reference it before. I'm very familiar with what he does. He is signed on a deal with the Colin Cowherd podcast network and, Love Cowherd, hate Cowherd. If you're tied to him, your platform is exponentially larger than it was before you're tied to him. I mean, he has millions of downloads and live audience does Cowherd. I mean, he's he's one of the best, whether or not you like him, he is. And so this guy has been now tied to Cowherd. He's got a big platform and a big audience. And you guys have heard me before. I, I respect what he's done. He's built a live YouTube show into something that appears to be very viable and highly listened to and has really good guests. Like it's a, it's a good production, but yesterday, apparently on the J boy show, they were talking about Lane Kiffin and LSU because guys, I'm here to tell you, I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. 
Get used to that because that name gets more clicks than any other name in coaching. That one guaranteed more clicks than any other name in coaching. Guaranteed. That's why you saw him tied to the Tennessee search because, my God, those people that did content in Tennessee got so many clicks off of that, even though it was completely irrational, unrealistic. It was dumb to even bring it up, but you got him. And so just get used to that. That's going to happen. But on that show yesterday, it was said that according to what is being heard, that uh, Lane Kiffin, he expects Lane Kiffin to be the coach at LSU next year. So removing the possibility of that being the case. So it's possible that that is the outcome. That is entirely possible. Today, right now, that is completely unrealistic. It's not even... To say that right now is is just simply wrong. I don't want to accuse somebody of making things up until screenshots come out. I'm not going to do that. It's hard to argue against screenshots. Maybe that is what is being heard behind the scenes. But knowing how this process works and knowing how good of a job LSU is and the candidates that they're going to have. And by the way, it's October 13th. There is absolutely a 0% chance, a 0% chance, zero, that right now they are so far in the process that the job has been offered to Kiffin and he has accepted the offer and that is going to be your the next head coach at LSU. There is a 0% chance that that has gone down. Zero, 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 zero. Regardless of what is said, what is being heard behind the scenes, if you are saying, I'm hearing that Lane Kiffin is going to be the next coach at LSU. It is wrong. It's possible that that's the outcome. There is a, again, 0% chance, zero, that that is something that has happened in the 0% chance. That is not real. That is not how this process is going to play out. That's not how this works. Maybe it's possible, more than possible, that that is the final destination of this bumpy road. But again, there is a 0% chance that that has been discussed between Scott Woodward and Lane Kiffin's agent, because it won't be him talking about it. That has not happened. 0% chance that is not even worth talking about. But that gets reaction, that gets clicks, that gets people talking. And if that ends up being wrong, nobody's going to care because it was said, Back in October, but knowing how these processes work and knowing the kind of job that LSU is, that has not happened yet. There has not been, hey, you're my guy. I want to hire you. Okay, I'll take the job on October 13th. That has not happened yet. And so when when my buddy in, in this group message asked, you know, is this legit? No, it's not. Sorry. I respect the hell out of somebody that has a much bigger platform than me and is doing a really good job. Uh, in this case, as am I all the time. In this case, that's just not accurate. It's just wrong. It's completely wrong. It's not how this is going to go down at all. Um, but it'll get clicks. It'll get views. It'll get people talking. And so job well done. Job well done when you're in the commentating business. That's not... People often uh, will mesh reporter and commentator. I am not a reporter. 
I'll tell you if I'm hearing something, you know, if I have, and I've, I've done it before very loosely, but I, I've talked about it during the LSU baseball search. I, I knew some things about how Ole Miss was feeling about that and what they wanted in the athletic department. I knew, so I told you guys what I, what I knew to be true. I'll do that sometimes, but I'm not a reporter. I'm an opinion guy. That's what I will always be. I, I would like to think I'm objective, but I will tell you what I think about situations. So is this person. This guy's not a reporter. And so you can't, like, in that message when I said, hey, you know, that's not legit. He could end up there, but there's no there's a zero, like, no chance at all that, that they're already that far in this process to where you know he's going to be the coach there next year. Like, that's just unrealistic and just wrong. It's just simply incorrect. Um, the response was, well, that's bad journalism. Eh, he's not a journalist. Hosted talk show that you, you can't mesh the two a journalist is andy staples if he reports something believe it if pete thamel reports something well then 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 that's it they have standards that they are held to by their superiors and themselves i don't have to follow those kind of standards i, I give you my opinion so does this guy it's different um but anyway that's that it's um a little sidebar the point is if you see something like that right now, just kind of dismiss it because we are not there in the process uh, right now. That is simply not possible right now. And the candidate list is going to be so unbelievably robust um, that, I, again, there's no way, but the, the hot list that you're going to see when they inevitably fire Ed Orgeron they're going to have names on it, and they are all realistic. You guys remember how I made fun of Nebraska, the people talking about who will take the Nebraska job? I, I saw somebody say that Mark Stoops would be a good candidate at Nebraska. He's got a better job than Nebraska right now. That's just ridiculous. That's completely unrealistic as well. He's got a better job than Nebraska. I know people that that are much older than me still think that Nebraska is like some sleeping giant in college football or whatever, or they remember the Tom Osborne days, and you know they remember – covering the team in the 90s when they were or the 80s and the 90s when they were really good that's not Nebraska now Kentucky better job than Nebraska sorry that's just the truth uh, that list is going to be totally unrealistic the LSU list will not be every candidate not named Nick Saban or Babo Sweeney or I guess Kirby Smart um, would pick up the phone they would they would Chris says I'm sure he'll get a call and he'll talk with them but I think it's too toxic of a toxic of a place currently for him to take it it may or may not be uh it just you know depends on his mindset and all that but here's the thing and I had some people kind of push back on this yesterday LSU is a premier job in college football NCAA breathing down their neck or not it is absolutely one of the best jobs in college football and you can make an argument that it's the best and I'm not saying that it is but you can certainly make an argument for that because they have a set up where geographically they are in a perfect location. They are in a state by themselves where they own at least the bottom half of Louisiana. It's more of a melting pot up in North Louisiana, but they own a as talent rich of a state as there is in the country. And those players don't often leave the state. It is a very uh, LSU heavy state and in-state talent, which is as good as anywhere in the country. It's the best per capita, no doubt. Uh, don't leave the place. So you have 
a talent rich pool to choose from. And it's not, doesn't really take that much work to keep them around. You have as much money as you could possibly need. You have the facilities, all the facilities you could possibly need. You've got everything. It is as good of a job in college football as you can get. It does not get better. You can say there are jobs that are equal, but to me, I don't see a better job than LSU. What do they, what does somebody else have in the sport that LSU doesn't? Seriously, the last three coaches at LSU have won a national championship. The last three. Ed Orgeron won a national championship at LSU. You can get as much talent as you could possibly need. You've got a massive stadium, great fan support. You've got all the money that you could possibly need. You've got the history of success. You've got recent success. You've got players in the NFL. Every single thing that a program needs, LSU has as good of as anybody else in college football. And I don't honestly don't think it's debatable. I mean, yes, there are cultural issues there, but Will Wade is still signing five stars. Will Wade got a five star like last week. Clearly, it's not an issue, and it's not an, an issue. The NCAA breathing down their neck or not, you saw it at Ohio State. The NCAA punished Ohio State. Punished them. Didn't matter. Look at what they did immediately after. Their, their one year where they had an interim coach after Jim Trussell got fired, look at what happened after that. Some programs are wearing Kevlar vests, and LSU is one of them. The NCAA investigation into their program means nothing about how good the job is. It's one of the best. really is. Uh, so that's good and bad. If you're an Ole Miss fan listening to this and you hear people like what was said yesterday about how sources say that he's going to be the next coach, when you hear stuff like that, uh, one, again, like I said, it's not true at the moment. It's completely unrealistic. Uh, but two, it is a better job than yours. It, it, that's just the truth. It is. It absolutely is, and and that's that's okay. Um, that's a bad thing because if they do, and yeah, Zach, it is depressing to hear that out loud. But it, it's the truth. No, no amount of NCAA investigation or Title IX investigation will stop LSU from being a football freight train. That just it doesn't matter at a place like that. It does not matter. Uh, it should. It absolutely should. But we've seen it. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't. I mean, again, Will Wade's still signing five stars. It's unbelievable. But if you're an Ole Miss fan listening, that's bad because if LSU does target Lane Kiffin, then he's going to take the call and he's going to talk to them when, when that day comes. Absolutely. But their candidate list is going to be surreal. It will have James Franklin on it. It will have Mario Cristobal on it. It will have Luke Fickle on it. It will have Matt Campbell, although I, I don't think that that would be a road that they would go down. But still, they could get Matt Campbell if they wanted to. Bill O'Brien will be on it, which I, I found fascinating yesterday reading some LSU boards. A lot of people were on board with the idea of Bill O'Brien. But, I mean, he's a former NFL head coach and GM, and he did a good job at Penn State, especially recovering from NCAA issues. Dave Aranda. Billy Napier, although I think their AD has too much hubris to hire Billy Napier, but still, those are big, big, big names. And I think LSU could get almost all of them. If I were Mario Cristobal, I wouldn't leave Oregon. Uh, but it's the SEC, man. It's the SEC West. It's LSU. Even with all the Nike money in the world, that's a better place than Oregon. It is. Um, that's going to be their list. And they can get a, they can get damn near all of them. They could basically get whoever they want. 
because it will be an insane amount of money, more money than whoever it is is making at their current job, no doubt. It is the SEC West. It is a place that the last three coaches have won national championships. You can get better players than any of these guys have currently coached. They're all going to pick up the phone. Whoever Scott Woodward wants to call will answer. As long as it's not Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney and hell, even Dabo may answer the phone just to say, hey, what's up? I would. I would. So talking about it's going to be Kiffin's job. I Sources tell me that he's the next head coach at LSU. Not when you can have James Franklin on line two. Not when you can have Mario Cristobal on line three. Not when you can have Dave Aranda, who LSU people love, who, by the way, is doing a really good job at Baylor right now, on line four. Not when you can have Bill O'Brien on line five. You guys get my point? This is going to take longer than October 13th because this is one of the most coveted jobs in college football, which is why I said the other day, multiple factors have to go into the possibility of specifically Lane Kiffin leaving Ole Miss. LSU has to want him. Also, I I keep hearing here all the time, oh, he's going to leave, he's going to leave. But other places have to want him. You can't just, he can't just move to Baton Rouge and be like, hey guys, I'm your your coach now, I'm here. Doesn't work like that. They've got to want him. Will they with this candidate list? Possibly. It is entirely certain that that is the outcome. But... Just know that you've got to get comfortable with this. State fans remember what it was like with Dan Mullen. You've got to get comfortable with this and get used to it because that name is just going to generate more clicks, more reaction, more conversation than anybody else on this list, including James Franklin. James Franklin, who turned Vanderbilt into a winner, that guy doesn't get clicks the same way Lane Kiffin does. Doesn't generate reaction the same way he does. Doesn't get Twitter buzzing and social media buzzing the way Kiffin does. So he will always be wrapped up into stuff like this, even if it isn't realistic. At least right now, that conversation's not. He's got to want it. I assume he would. They've got to want him. And there can't be anything standing in the way. I don't know. I wish I didn't have to talk about stuff like this, but I do, because everybody else is. Chris says, why does Coach O keep getting big jobs? He comes in, wins in a season, then sucks. Well, he never won in a season at Ole Miss, but uh, um, I think that'll change. I mean, all things considered, when you look back at the 2019 season, when so many people wrote about turning the corner and he's a changed man and all that stuff. Remember that? Changed coach. It's different now. And and look at what has happened. The more you watch LSU play and, and what the program currently is and, and all that, it's very clear that that 2019 season was because of other people. That's just, that's just the truth. Gene Chizik won a national championship because of Cam Newton. And you can say, well, he signed Cam Newton. That's true, but $180,000 couldn't sign Cam Newton. So got a little help there. That's why. Cam Newton would have won a national championship at most places in Power 5 football. If Most of them, yeah. 
it's uh it's abundantly clear that 2019 happened in spite instead of because. And so if I'm hiring somebody after this, if I'm a group of five program, I'm not going anywhere near it. It's true. I'm not going anywhere near it. So it is a top five job. I, I, at least, I mean, I think LSU honestly is a better job than um, Ohio state. I think it's a better job than Southern Cal who's open. I mean, really, I mean, you can compare it to Alabama and, you know, look at Alabama history before Nick Saban. It's not like they've been perfect. They are comparable, if not dead even. And LSU doesn't have to share a state with Auburn. I think it's a better job than Texas, and recent history shows that. Who's got it better, NCAA investigation or not? So that candidate list is going to be robust. It's going to be full and... They're not anywhere close to having a candidate who's already agreed to take the job. It's not anywhere close to that. Not anywhere close. But it is that kind of a job. It is. Cam was the only team on the offense that uh, played in the NFL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did that by himself. Pretty much. I mean, Dyer was a good back, but didn't play at the next level. Got hurt, right? Um. But yeah, that was that was Cam Newton carrying a team to a national championship. That's what that was. Same thing here. That was Joe Burrow, Joe Brady, Dave Aranda. Perfect storm leading that team to a national championship. That really had nothing to do with the head coach as we've as we've learned. As we've learned. Off topic, but is Tennessee fool's gold or have they figured something out with the quarterback change? I think it can be a combination of both. I think Hendon Hooker is a good player. He's much more accurate than Joe Milton. I said this the other day. How, when you watch both of them play, Hendon Hooker must be a terrible practice player or Joe Milton must be the greatest practice player of all time. Because when you watch the two of them play, one is so much better than the other. Like, so much better than the other. And he wasn't the guy that won the job. I would love to know how that happened, the the way it happened. I would love to know that. But... um, it's a combination of both. They are playing better. Uh, Hooker's the much better option at quarterback. They run the football pretty well. But I do think uh, their recent string of success is a product of who they've played more so than how they've played. Uh, we are learning now that Missouri and South Carolina, Sands, Vanderbilt, are the two worst teams in the SEC by a long shot. I think every single team in the West would beat Missouri and, and would beat South Carolina handedly, handedly, similarly to the way Tennessee did. Um, but they're well coached. They're well schemed. Something I noticed, and, and you know, maybe part of it is because they got out to early leads and coasted to the finish. But I noticed this in the Pittsburgh game as well. And same thing with the Bowling Green game, and and otherwise, Tennessee appears to. This is crazy, right? I, I know how stupid this is going to sound. Tennessee appears to wear themselves out early in games. What go go watch some of their games if you have if you have time. They come out of the gate hot, and they're going fast, and they're running this tempo, and they're running this tempo, and they're fast, and they're moving fast, and everything is just just high speed and high octane and uh, kickstart my heart. You know, Motley Crue out there just going nuts. And you can't understand what uh, Vince Neal is saying because he's just yelling into his microphone. That's what Tennessee's offense is. But you can't tell me that after the first quarter or so that they – clearly 
do not look like they are physically prepared to run that offense for four quarters. It looks like they're worn out early in games. It looks like they wear themselves out. Go watch the Pittsburgh game. They they early looked good, and then physically Pittsburgh just took over and dominated. And they jumped out to big leads against South Carolina and Missouri early and then really just kind of tapered off and fell off. But those, I guess, could be because they got out to big leads. But I think there's more to it than that. I don't think they're ready to go that fast just yet. Um, they have good backs, though. Hooker's good. Uh, I think Tennessee, in terms of their front five, is a drop-off from what Ole Miss saw from Arkansas, a pretty significant drop-off, honestly. And the same thing on the other side of the ball. Tennessee's got a couple of guys that are pretty good players on the defensive front, but uh, not uh, to the same level as as Arkansas. I still expect it to be a a relative shootout, and maybe being on the road, you know, true sellout, all that stuff is going to impact the game some. But I think there's a degree of that. Uh, with uh, with Tennessee is a little bit of fool's gold relative to who they have played, but Hooker's better. He's uh, he's much better than Milton. Uh, I, I would pick Ole Miss to win by twenty one plus if Joe Milton was was playing at least. So change things, but yeah, there there's something to that. So I hope what I said today made sense. I just I, I saw that a friend asked me about it. The whole I'm hearing that he's going to be the next coach. Again, maybe that's the outcome. It is possible, absolutely possible, that that is the outcome of the soon-to-begin LSU coaching search. There is a 0% chance that that is something that has been decided by now. Has not happened. And it's uh, really kind of silly to talk about, honestly. Um, It shows a lack of knowledge of the process to me. Because that decision not, has not been made on October 13th. Simply no chance that that has happened. So don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I love doing these short videos with guys in the morning, just kind of getting getting some thoughts out there before the day begins. Uh, I appreciate you and glad, uh, glad that you're here. Keep subscribing, keep listening. I'll be with you. Don't forget, uh, Saturday night, late Saturday night, I will. Uh, I'll be doing one of these. We're having a birthday party for my almost two-year-old. <sighs> Time flies. So we're having that on Saturday, but Saturday night uh, after the dust settles and, and everybody's in bed, I'll be on here live with you guys then. So don't forget about that. Get to talk about two games: State and Alabama, and uh, Ole Miss and Tennessee. We'll talk more about both of those games with you tomorrow, Friday. I will not be doing one of these on Friday morning, just a heads up also. So tomorrow will be my last day, so we'll talk a lot about State and Alabama and Ole Miss and Tennessee tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. See you on the radio this afternoon, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Mississippi Media Production.